Hello and welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. We are your hosts, Vidas Pinkavichus and Oshamut Zeta Pinkavichin. We've been mastering secrets of organ playing for more than 20 years and sharing them on this blog since 2011. On this show, which we create from our home in Vilnius, Lithuania, we strive to help you grow in every area of organ playing, including practice, technique, repertoire, sight reading, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory, harmony, and many others. Our hope is to help you become a complete musician, or what we call as total organist, a program which we have created to help you reach your dreams faster than you would do on your own. If you are new here, we invite you to subscribe to receive free updates of this blog at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video on how to master any organ composition and 10-day organ playing mini course. And now let's go to the podcast for today. Hi guys, this is Vidas. And Usha. Let's start episode 317 of Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. This question was sent by Barbara. And she writes, My challenge continues to be aware of posture and unrelaxed hands, arms and shoulders to prevent numbness in my hands, especially my right hand. This came to a crisis two and a half years ago. I've been to doctors, occupational therapist, and Alexander Technique teacher, and uh, am determined to control it without surgery. Mild arthritis is also an issue, age 67. I hold cords too tightly, press the keys harder than I need to, and frequently find my shoulders hunched. Releasing all of this helps. I'm thinking of focusing on 17th, 18th century French organ music this fall. Interesting, need to learn ornaments and performance practice better and not so many chords. Will give my feet exercises in tricky Bach pedal passages and learn the hands later. So let's talk Osha first about um, how to relax the body when you're playing organ. I think one of the key things is to breathe. Mm-hmm. Because if you will not breathe, then your body will get tension. What do you mean breathe? We all breathe all the time. Right? Well, <laughs> yes, but... <laughs> you know, they say you cannot survive more than three minutes without air, uh, three days without water... Three weeks without food. Three, three, three. So I think everybody breathes. I don't think I would survive three minutes without an air, but... Maybe you would, would get unconscious, but you will still be alive. Okay. By that Until that time, I, I guess. Um, but uh, what do you mean to learn how to breathe and... That your breathing needs to be meaningful. Conscious? Conscious, yes. Mm. So, when you're playing something on the organ, you also have to think about breathing? That's right. How to do this at once? Think about music and about breathing. 
Well, if you would think about, you know, musical stru structure, how the piece is put together, you would also notice that it's not, you know, through composed. There are some pieces which are... Well, yes, composed. yes, but what I mean is that, you know, each piece has its own phrases, phrasing. Mm -hmm. And that even naturally, you know, music after we phrase takes a break. So if music briefs, you need to brief too. Oh, the easiest way to imagine this probably would be if if you're playing a wind instrument. And, yes, that's and you, right. And you have to breathe at the end of the phrase. And in some sense, you know, organ is also a wind instrument. Mm -hmm. Why? Because it has pipes. I see. So everything that has pipes is a wind instrument. Or not? Yes. Nice. So then, what goes on, on our minds when we play? We try to breathe. Does it help to relax when we breathe? That's right. And also, you know, your posture is very important when you sit on the organ bench. You need to keep your back straight. And people always forget this, right? Yes, especially they, you. Especially me? Yes. <laughs> You're right. Um, you guys should see me right now. I'm almost in half-lying position recording this conversation. Reclining on our um, chair or... Yes, chair. Armchair. Armchair. So, yes, uh, sitting up straight, what else would help? M making small, economical, efficient movements, not hitting too much. Yes, but sometimes, you know, the soft motion with your arms might, you know, help you to relax too. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when people try to do very economic motions, as to say we get ten tension to. I read. At least that's what I feel. Mm -hmm. So it's a it's a practice. It takes time to learn this. And another important thing is you need to take frequent breaks if you have problem with, as you know, Barbara has. Yesterday I practice uh, at the church organ or was it the day before maybe the day before um, with my phone I have this app which has a timer uh, from Pomodoro technique beeps every 25 minutes and um, uh, reminds me to take the break and then uh, it beeps again after 5 minutes uh, to remind me that it's time to work so after four of those t sessions, it beeps again, and I can have a longer break, like 20 minutes. And then it starts all over again, if I need to continue the practice of some sort. So, would you like to try it, Osha? Artificial reminders by phone. Well, actually, my body, I think, is the best reminder for me. 
you never forget how you feel when you're so deeply focused on the music? Well, I used to forget, but not anymore. With age, you know, your body <laughs> becomes more and more sort of fragile. Mm-hmm. Like a glass. Yes. You have to take care of your body more. Or it will break. Mm-hmm. And everything that might help, you know, do some exercises, do some yoga, mm-hmm. stretching, or some Pilates. Even uh, probably swimming is good. Well, yes, but you know, you have to know how to do it. Of course, in all these activities that I mentioned before, you have to know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise you might hurt yourself even more. Taking a walk is very natural and uh, a lot of people can take advantage of that yes. without any uh, training. I think this is about the only activity that you will not you know, hurt yourself, probably. Unless you have knee problems. True, true. Mm-hmm. So that's about um, re- relaxing your body. What about French organ uh, performance for Barbara? Do you have some tips and pointers to start with? Mm, I guess you have to to know a little bit about French ornamentation, of course, when you are playing music like this, 17th, 18th century French music, because it's, it's all based, you know, on the ornaments. I would say, you know, it's half, half written notes and then half of the ornaments, if not even more than a half. In other words, if you omit all the ornaments and play just the written music, it's so boring. Yes, it is. And I heard that real, you know, French people, we never play the same piece in the same manner. Mm-hmm. We always change something, add more ornaments or, you know, play them differently. It's hard for us that are raised more like, you know, German school mm-hmm. to understand. Yes. Eins, zwei, drei. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, Probably, if people try historical instruments, then they discover this freedom and beauty of color in in French organs. They are not so good with polyphony, of course, but the harmonies are amazing and colors too. So, you know, the second thing, I think the most important thing after, you know, learning ornamentation would be, you know, to learn about registration, how to register piece. Because, again, if you will not register them right, we lose their sense. Mm-hmm. Good thing that French composers tend to notate registration quite specifically. But then you need to adapt it to modern instruments if you're playing one. Yes. And, you know, I used to think that French classical music is sort of a little bit boring, yes? But when, you know, I attended a master class, which was, uh, you know, held by Olivia Latry at St. Cecilia's Cathedral in Omaha, mm-hmm. USA, 
and I really enjoyed how he talked about it, how he demonstrated it, and he compared you know, French classical music to a theater. And it really makes sense to know how, for example, if you have dialogue between hands on two different manuals with different registration and you know how how one voice argues against another one and it's really like a theater. You can make entire story out of, out of it. It's very interesting. What's your favorite French classical composer right now? Degrini. Nicolas Degrini. Right. He is much more advanced than some of his contemporaries in terms of polyphony. What about yourself? I would, I would tend to agree with you on those matters. It's easier to agree than to argue. <laughs> do, you, do you think I couldn't take an argument well? Um, no, not, not, not because you couldn't, but I think De Grigny is a great composer, so there is nothing to argue about. <laughs> yes. And of course, I also love Nails by De Ken. Mm. Will you be playing them for Christmas? Maybe I'll do some. Mm, it's nice. always fun. And again, no, it's, it's so nice. You don't have to use pedals. You just use your two hands. But don't be deceived uh, too fast, because in the middle of the cycle of variations, they're extremely virtuosic. I know, <laughs> especially in the Kent's variations. They start slow, but they finish, oh, like fire. That's true. Okay, guys, uh, let's go and practice now, because we we think that just talking about those issues won't help you advance in organ playing. You need to apply those tips in your practice, because when you practice... Miracles happen. This blog is supported by Total Organist, the most comprehensive organ training program online, where you will find courses for every area of organ playing, including technique, practice, sight reading, repertoire playing, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory and harmony, with hundreds of scores and thousands of exercises. Here is what some of the students are saying. Hugh writes, the sight reading course has helped me tremendously. Thank you very much for your SS courses and all your help. Robert writes, I found the fingerings, registration ideas and general comments to be excellent. John writes, I have found your download very helpful. It was really excellent. I have watched some of your teaching videos and when I read your instructions. I try to imagine you are there teaching me. You may feel disappointed that I am two three days behind, but I am a slow learner and I have committed to taking the time to get it right, as you say. But the other night my wife commented that she had never heard me play such a detailed melody in the left hand so well. My left hand is generally poor. Robert writes, It has been a great pleasure in my life of having discovered your courses and material as well as the YouTube work of recordings. You have a calm and pleasant way of teaching. Ron writes, Hi Vida thank you guys. What a wonderful response to my email note to you. 
You've got me right, and I feel you understand my level of playing. Yes, at home and lucky that I have an organ for that reason. I am paying attention to this, and I am going to try this haha no longer secret model. Yes, and I love Caesar Frank too. What is very nice about your blog podcast is that Osha and Vidas are like a Socratic dialogue, and by bouncing things off of each other, so much more information comes out and is expressed. Your comments contain a wealth of information and understanding. I really appreciate this. It is very inspiring and will keep us moving forward. Would you like to receive the same or even better results that our students are getting? If so, join them at organduo.lt slash total dash organist. And of course, you will get the first month free too. You can cancel anytime. Also, if you haven't yet subscribed to receive free updates of this blog, make sure you do that at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video How to Master Any Organ Composition and 10-Day Organ Playing Mini Course. This was Vidas and Osha from Secrets of Organ Playing. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen.